right? From a sales perspective, a very typical next step is we want them to book a meeting with us, right? So that's the objective, okay? So we need to craft a message in a video that's gonna give us the highest likelihood to reach that objective. And the way that you actually do that, the analogy for that is, is that you create a video, which is essentially a trailer to a very good movie, right? If you see a trailer of a really good movie, you're like, oh yeah, I wanna go see that movie, right? Yeah. The whole idea of making this video, this prospecting video is that it becomes a trailer to a very good conversation. You are listening to the Video First Podcast presented by Digital 22. The show is hosted by Paul Mortimer, the head of growth, and produced by Jonathan Scrivens, the video specialist at Digital 22. Welcome to Video First, a Digital 22 podcast and YouTube series about all things related to video in business and taking a video first approach to everything you do so that it can transform your business. I'm Paul, head of growth here at Digital 22, and I'm joined today by Yaniv Siegel from Vidyard, and he's the EMEA sales manager over there at Vidyard. How are you doing? Very good. Nice to meet you. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Good man. And we're here to talk, obviously, about sales and obviously about video. So the prospect today is, uh, the topic, sorry, is sales prospecting videos in 2022 and beyond. So we're in Q4 of 21 when we're recording this. Uh, I've got some questions to ask. And the first one is, why did you want to talk about sales prospecting videos? Why did I want to talk about sales processing videos? Because if we look at the organizations that have realized a lot of success in a variety of verticals, these are the organizations that are constantly looking and adapting to new ways to reach prospects and reach customers. And during, obviously, during the pandemic, it has been so difficult for a lot of organizations to get in touch with prospective customers and, and and keep human interaction going while nobody could see each other face to face. And video, both synchronous and asynchronous video have by far been the two most effective ways to create that connection with a prospective customer, right? And create uh, a, an opportunity to show a human speaking to another human. So I'm very excited to talk about it because I see that the organizations that have adopted using video in their sales process um, are actually more successful in getting in touch with people, booking more meetings, because of that, having a better pipeline, closing more deals, and building better and stronger relationships with their customers. 100%. That's something we talk about a lot with the video first approach and in the newsletter and things like that. Something I've been thinking about a lot and why we're thinking of next year is post-pandemic then. What, what's your thoughts on where's video going to sit there? If we, people have adopted it how much is it going to stick around uh, once we get more back in offices together yeah so so that's a good point so first of all a lot of a lot of organizations have identified that we're now going to be moving forward in this hybrid motion right of offline versus online right so video is here to stay right and a very interesting thing is is that this whole situation right accelerated the masses to actually adopt asynchronous and synchronous video at, at scale that's not going to go away. That's mm. going to remain for a variety of reasons. One is efficiency, right? It's not always necessary to uh, meet somebody face to face to get a message across, right? Communicate with prospects and customers. And a video is a much more effective way than a text-based message, right? Uh, to actually communicate with a prospective customer. So one is an efficiency piece. Um, the other, the other very interesting piece. What, what's going to, what's going to remain. Uh, post-pandemic beyond um, just 
beyond just the, the efficiency side is that people want to buy from other people. And for a lot of people, right, when they're buying from a company, the only thing that they're seeing is, is all these slabs of text, right? There's no human behind it who's at, who you're actually communicating with. And we're mm. seeing that the brands that are actually showing their true self, showing their true face, both in B2B and in B2C, are really, really getting a leg up compared to those organizations there that hide behind this large company facade, right, where a name is just an, a signature in an email. So we're seeing that more and more people are actually wanting to buy from people who are showing their face and video, obviously, is the most effective medium to do that. I think that's why so many people are adopting it then and why it'll stick around i guess is that hybrid point from what you said yeah. i think the i saw a great ted talk this morning about the future of work workplaces mm. and the expectation from from employees on on mass to have flexibility and the hybrid way of working so there's going to be it's going to be the norm anyway isn't it for the need to have that asynchronous comms because if you're going to work remote from each other um you're going to need that asynchronous baton passing and clear explanations and videos such a good way to do that when you can't meet calendar time as quickly as you'd like to you can hand over with videos so how do you see that transferring those efficiencies working in the sales journey yeah so well efficiency is is in the sales journey that's a good question right the efficiency really comes in in the mid-sale cycle so First of all, let's also really clarify again what we mean with asynchronous video, because for some people, this is still not clear, right? Synchronous video, right, is obviously being on a Zoom call or a Google Meet call, right, where you're synchronously speaking to somebody else. Like this now. Like this, what we're doing right now, right? And an asynchronous video, the word obviously implies it, but it's not a concept that everybody is familiar with, but it's essentially recording a video of yourself, right, mm -hmm. and sending that on to a prospect, a customer, or a colleague for that person to watch that video on demand whenever that person wants. So not at the same time that you're creating that video. That's what we mean with asynchronous video, mm -hmm. okay? So where efficiencies are really going to come in is in the mid-sales cycle um, when you're speaking to your prospects and your customers. So I'll give you some examples of where that's the case. Let's say you, for example, have had your initial meeting, right, or initial, couple meetings, right? You have done a discovery call with your prospective customer. You've done a demo call with a prospective customer. Now your champion or the person that you've been speaking with says, oh, my technical director has question A, B, C, and D about the software. And my finance director wants to know about pricing A, B, C, D. Previously, without asynchronous communication, this might require you to either write very lengthy emails that go up and down with the prospect, and right? and it, there's there's ambiguity sometimes you write something somebody doesn't absorb it they don't understand it or what you see more often is that sales reps would then say how about we get on another call to address these questions that have been asked because the decision maker at the prospect stand doesn't have time to read a big lengthy email that's another good point that this often the decision maker doesn't have the time and even if that decision maker does have the time Typically, it's not one decision maker. There's mm. There are multiple decision makers who are not even aware of the conversation that you as a sales rep has with maybe one of the people or a few of the people in their organization, okay? So what that essentially means is that if you can create asynchronous video, right, we can instead of 
getting everybody on a call, for example, you as a rep can record a video that addresses the technical questions for the for the technical director, the financial questions for the finance director, then send that to those respective people to watch on their own time whenever they're available. And instead of having to wait a week or two weeks for getting everybody in a meeting, now suddenly they get the answers that they need and you can progress a deal faster. The efficiency that really comes in is that you're shortening a sales cycle because you're asynchronously you're able to move a deal forward, right? Answering questions or addressing concerns that don't require you to be face to face with that specific person to address those questions. That's a game changer for a lot of salespeople and a lot of sales organizations. So does that mean you never meet the people at the prospect's end? When you meet, when you say never meet, um, you mean like on a, no, on a we're not, we're not, well, I'm playing devil's advocate a bit really, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We are you saying that there's no need to set up as many meetings, or is it just you get through them quicker? That, that it's a good question. It is a bit difficult to give a one size fit all answer, right? Mm. Because sales processes and, and, and products and services that are being sold are different, both in their complexity of what you're selling, as well as in the size of those deals and the impact that it has on organizations, right? If you look at like companies like Vidyard or like HubSpot, for example, the majority of sales are being done without the salesperson or the company ever meeting each other face to face. And it typically is two or three maximum, maybe four calls until a full deal is closed. Right. So, but for some other organizations where we're talking about multi-million dollar investments, typically mm. you, would, you would require a lot of meetings to get that over the line. So, but still in both scenarios, right. I'm just giving two different scenarios of one mm -hmm. where you, it's more transactional versus the other, where it's more like long sales cycles in both scenarios. There are some areas in the, um, in the sales process where instead of needing a meeting, we can actually create the asynchronous video that satisfies the need of the prospect to answer their questions and then actually progresses the deal forward. Okay, so two questions then. So let's mm. first one rewind a little bit. Yeah. What, what kind of videos, to be clear, what kind of videos are you talking about? Mm -hmm. So, so it's a good question again. So first of all, let's set again the stage. First of all, we're talking about asynchronous video, right? The second component is from a sales perspective, right? Because we're talking about the sales perspective. There are essentially three areas in the sales process where you can use video, right? You have video to get in touch with new prospective customers. So that's the video prospecting piece, which is also mm -hmm. the most popular use case where we see asynchronous video being used. Um, the second area is the mid-sale, right? Where, we're, where video is being used to progress a deal forward. And then thirdly, it's post-sale where we're doing relationship building or handoffs or even uh, cross-sale, upsell, and resale. So those are the three main areas. Yeah, yeah. Where there are videos. Um, and then in each of those, there's a variety of types of videos that we can send. So what I already mentioned, the most popular one is video to use that for prospecting purposes. Why? Because that's, by far the most effective way to actually stand out in an inbox and in a LinkedIn inbox and in an email inbox that's flooded with email messages from everybody, right? From colleagues, from prospects, from customers, and everything is text-based. And where video prospecting really works effectively is what we call, we're this pattern interrupt. And instead of another text message that screams, I'm a sales email, I'm irrelevant, please delete me. You're now suddenly a human that's on someone's LinkedIn profile or is holding up a sign saying, hey, Paul, watch this video or click here. 
that suddenly breaks this pattern of text. And because of that, we see way more people engage and interact with those types of video. And as a result of that, book way more meetings. And way more meetings means, means typically way more pipeline. So it becomes now suddenly a pipeline and revenue generator for salespeople that's more effective than text-based reach out. That's the most common one. We can talk about a few others as well, but maybe you have some. Yeah, so, and, and just just to be super, super sure, like for anybody who's not used this yet or played with it, what, what do these videos look like that interrupt the pattern? So you mentioned the sign there. Do you want to dive yeah. into that a little bit? Yeah, so there's a couple, right? So what we're trying to do when we're, when we're the, the way you have to look at it, what we're trying to do as sales reps that are reaching out to a company and a, and a, and a specific buyer persona, right, that you're looking to sell to and target, instead of sending them a text message, right, a text email message, we would be sending them a short user-created video, right? So user created means either with your webcam of your laptop or with your phone, okay, mm -hmm. where you're either just recording your face, right? And to make it more appealing to click on it, you mentioned the sign. We have reps that hold up the sign with the name of the prospect on the sign. So the prospect knows, oh, this video is really for me. It's not some generic commercial, right? That's why that sign is being used. Another uh, way that we're seeing that videos are being created is not necessarily holding up a sign but you record a video with your webcam while you're on your prospects linkedin profile or on your prospects website so you're recording a video where you're essentially screen sharing you're recording the linkedin profile while you're also in a little mm -hmm. bubble in the corner on the screen as well and you can actually talk to your prospect and saying hi mr or mrs prospect I'm on your LinkedIn profile right now. Great to see that you are the CEO of company X. I see you have a very big focus on ABC. That's what we help with. Let's have a conversation. Those are the types of videos that we're, that we're creating here. So it sounds like the content is what you're already doing anyway, but you're just moving the medium onto video. Is that? That's a very, that's, that's, an really, interrupt. that's a really good way of putting it. Right. Because some people that, that, Think about starting maybe with video. They say, like, wh where do I start? What do I do? Right? They don't know. They've never created an asynchronous video like that. So they're like, what, what am I doing? So then we typically ask them, well, what do you currently send to a prospective customer? And then they show us a text message where they introduce themselves. They talk about a case study. And then we literally say to those customers, we say, do that, but in <laughs> a video, right? So <laughs> you already do what you're doing. The only difference is, is that instead of that text message, which has subpar response rates, typically under 1% for cold reach outs, right? Over aggregates, the data that we have there, right? Suddenly we four, five, six X the response rates purely by translating that text into a video, right? And that's why salespeople are making that move, right? From text to video, because they are doing the same thing. They're only changing the medium, as you just said, which as a result of that has a way higher response rate, which leads to more meetings, which leads to more opportunities, revenue. Right. So did, did, just to check that, that was typically less than 1% mm. strike rate on text only yeah. called outreaching. Typically you see four to 6% once you install video. Well, it, it depends, Ish. right? Yeah. yeah, so it, it depends, obviously, uh, again, on the vertical, the industry that you're going after, right? Uh, but that's what we see. We have a ton of case studies from a variety of industries where we see anywhere between conservatively a 2x, right, all the way to a 7 or an 8x, right? 
So for people, when they hear 2X, right, it's a very marketing way, like a 4X, right, a 300% growth. But the way that that actually looks like is this, right? Back at HubSpot, we did two pilots, right? One for outbound, one for inbound. With outbound, the response rates of enterprise reps at that time was about 1.5%. Text-based reach out to then book a meeting, 1.5%. When video started to be implemented, the video to meeting book rate became 6%. Wow. So that's from one and a half to 6%. That's a 4X or a 300% growth, right? But when you see one and a half percent to 6%, you're like, ah, oh, maybe that's not that much. It's huge, right? Yeah. It's four times more people. So again, the reason why I'm explaining that is because we don't always naturally grasp the, the implication of a growth of maybe what a percentage point can mean. That means 400 fewer outreaches to get the same amount of The same amount, that's exactly right. Exactly. Well. Yeah. That's good because the sort of objection that I think decision makers or the bill payers sort of have around this is, well, I still need to do outreach then. And the answer is yes, but it's a lot more efficient. And you talked about efficiencies earlier in communication, but there's an efficiency in process as well because you're not having to outreach to as many people. So, yeah, you... and exactly. Uh, that that's a that's a that's a very important point. Although we we would still recommend you to reach out to the same amount of people, right? But your response rate are going to then double, triple, quadruple, right? They're going to go up significantly, mm. right? So I wouldn't do less. No, no, no. Because you're getting it's it's a good way. Yeah, it's a good point. It, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the thing is this: we have a case study, corporate traveler. It's um, it's like a conquer. It's like a a soft where you can you can book like your corporate flights through through that platform, right? Uh, in the U.S. and they made an analysis, right, where it would take them one hundred calls to book one meeting, right? One hundred cold calls to book one meeting, and they replaced those one hundred cold calls by fifteen videos. So fifteen personalized videos sent out would generate the same amount of meetings as 100 cold calls. So instead of now pounding the phone and doing the dreaded cold call, mm -hmm. I'm not saying a cold call shouldn't be done, right? Because there is definitely power of a good cold call, but a lot of people don't do effective cold calls, right? And a lot of people are like, who are you and why are you bothering me? And that's gonna continue to 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 grow, right? That That sentiment. Definitely. So instead of that, now suddenly there's a video where you're showing your face, you're already interacting with a person, which is a way higher meeting booked ratio. So you see that salespeople that used to do all those 100 call calls are now spending that energy and time in creating those amount of videos to get the exact same result. Tremendous. Talk me, let's get tactical a little bit. Well, yeah. hands on. So talk me through that video process then. So if you're in that sales outreach, whether they're warm leads or cold outreach, what what are you doing to send these videos? You know, what what obviously I know you're from Vidyard, so that's the tool that you'd suggest. But in terms of in terms of like what do you talk about? When do you send it? Who do you send it to? Uh get tactical a little bit about the videos you're talking about here to help people have a go at it. Yeah, so uh, absolutely. Okay. So step one, what we always have to look at, and that's the concept of inbound in the first place is know your customer, know your prospect, know who you're reaching out to, right? So we need to, we need to really understand who it is that we're reaching out to, right? So we need to know, okay, is this person that I'm going to be reaching out to my buyer persona, my ideal customer profile, right? Is that the person that I want to be speaking to be, with the likelihood, the highest likelihood that they might buy my product or service because 
those are the types of services I solve for. So that's what we need to clarify first, right? Let's assume that that person that you've identified that, that's step one, okay? Because we see a lot of people, they will reach out to everybody, interns and this. I'm not saying uh, interns are great, but they might not be the people that you want to be selling to, right? So it's a, definitely not something to be forgotten before we even start sending the video. Now, once we know, okay, who are we reaching out to? Step two is then to think about what is it that we're going to say that's going to get us a next step, right? From a sales perspective, a very typical next step is we want them to book a meeting with us, right? So that's the objective, okay? So we need to craft a message in a video that's going to give us the highest likelihood to reach that objective. And the way that you actually do that, the analogy for that is, is that you create a video, which is essentially a trailer to a very good movie, right? If you see a trailer of a really good movie, you're like, oh yeah, I want to go see that movie, right? Yeah. The whole idea of making this video, this prospecting video is that it becomes a trailer to a very good conversation with you, right? That's the analogy and that's the way that you have to think about it. So what you don't want to do in the trailer, right? Yeah. Especially with comedies, right? I always have that with comedies, right? When the trailer has all the jokes in it, I'm like, I'm not going, you know, I already know all the jokes, right? So from a business perspective, you don't want to shoot all your information out to that customer, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, we work with this, we raised it, we did blah, 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 we did this and that. Then you're just another commercial that somebody turns on on TV and they're like, yeah, whatever. What you want to do is you want to spark interest and intrigue that will make that prospect think, oh, that, that's somebody interesting, right? That's something interesting that I want to learn more about. I'll book some time with that person. That's the objective, okay? So what your script should be looking like, essentially there is this structure of intro, middle part, close, right? It's a very basic structure. The intro, okay? Typically we recommend about 10 to 15 seconds where you do what we call one-way rapport building, okay? Where you're, because you can't speak face-to-face -to, -face to that person, mm -hmm. but it's the next best thing saying, Hey, Paul, hope uh, hope all is well, right? In the UK, I'm on your LinkedIn profile. I just saw you had a really good event, a really good hug event, right? Congrats, I, I joined it, right? That's also the reason where I'm reaching out because I came on your profile, right? That's my intro. Now, after I do the intro, now I go into the meat of things where I do my trailer, where I want to get Paul to actually, or in this case, you, right? To, to yeah, yeah, yeah. With me. So what do I do there is, Typically, what you want to do is identify a challenge, a likely challenge that your prospect will have that you have a solution for, right? And that you would love to talk about that challenge and how you as an expert in that industry have a lot of data and benchmarks around that challenge and also a lot of information around how those challenges can be solved. But you're not mentioning all the, that information, right? You're just giving the trailer that you have this information. And that they should book a meeting with you in order to get access to that. So what that might sound like after I do my introduction to you, Paul, so I would say like, hey, the reason, reason I'm reaching out to you, right, from a Vidyard perspective, is I saw that you're the head of growth at Digital 22, right? Typically, that means that you're looking to find more ways to generate more pipeline, more revenue, more leads, right, for your mm -hmm. customers. That's exactly what Vidyard as a video solution does. I have a ton of data around how we helped a lot of other agencies in your space to triple the amount of pipeline and revenue that comes into their business by using videos just like the one you're watching right now, right? Mm -hmm. And if that sounds interesting, and it probably does because you're watching this whole video, how about we get on a call for 10, 15 minutes and I can share a little bit more about how we help that solve that in your industry and see if that's something that might be a good fit for you as well.
See what I did there? Did I really say anything? No. Did I create a trailer that was relevant? Paul, what do you think? Did I? Yeah, I think so. And you've not, you've not, I'm not committing to too much either. It's, mm. I'm committing to a 10 or 15 minute call to right. find out a bit more. I'm not committing to a demo. I'm not committing to a trial. I'm not certainly not paying for anything. I'm not committing to a meeting either. It's very much, I'm committing to actually speaking to you and that's it. Yeah. Um, and also I think the length is key as well. I think the, the length is key by the sounds of that quick intro, similar length in terms of trailer. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and a super clear ending. Just yeah, we we say it, it depends in in various places, but we say about fifteen seconds intro, thirty to forty seconds of actually trailer, and then five or ten to fifteen seconds to wrap it up and actually have the CTA. Which brings me to the last part of the structure of that video: intro, meet right, which is the mm -hmm. trailer, and then the final part is a very clear call to action, right? And that's a very, very important component to have a very, very clear call to action, especially from a sales perspective, that call to action should be, and I didn't do that now in the end here. I said like, hey, do you like to have a conversation with me? If you do, my HubSpot calendar, I use, because that's Vidyard from a software perspective, right? I integrate it with a calendar tool like HubSpot. I say like, look, my HubSpot calendar is going to pop up in the end of the video. So you can very easily just find 10, 15 minutes for us to have a chat um, whenever that suits you, looking forward talking to you. So what I did there is very specific because I said, look, I'm going to make it so easy for you, literally a one click for you to take a next step with me where it's not where a lot of salespeople fall flat is that they maybe get interest. But what then happens is you don't really set a very clear call to action for that meeting. Now, suddenly when suits you, oh yeah, no, I'm available between Tuesday and Thursday mm -hmm. and that time. Then I say, no, I can't do that. I can only do this and that. No, no, I can't. I want to bring my other colleague on the, and now before you know it, you're doing 10 emails just to get to that meeting, right? And it doesn't have to be HubSpot that either. There's so many calendar tools. Oh yeah, calendar, it? it can be Calendly, it can be a sales lot. It can be what, all these online calendars, you can add them. But the most important thing, thing from a sales perspective is that you have that call to action, in this case, that meeting link. Now, maybe you're reaching out not to book a meeting, but maybe you're reaching out to get somebody to attend your webinar, right? Now, the call to action should be a form in the end of the video that says, hey, if this topic of this webinar interests you, in the end, there will be a form that will immediately register for you for that webinar. We'll send you an invitation. We look forward to see it, right? So it doesn't have to be a meeting link, but it needs to be a very clear, specific, and very easy call to action for that prospect to take action on. It's a very important component of that. Yeah, it's about keeping it simple, isn't it? Make the next step simple. Super, that's very important. So you mentioned a stat before we got started, which was 60% of videos in the past 12, 18 months mm -hmm. are user-generated videos, not production videos. Correct. And that is showing that video has been adopted, like you said. Uh, massively, one-to-one -one asynchronous video has been adopted enormously whilst we've all worked remote from each other. Those habits are going to stay. And this isn't about doing less video. Um, we're still going to be doing the same amount of produced videos. We're still going to be doing highly polished case study, sales videos, marketing videos. Mm. This is about adding video into your sales process. So everything you described there is what you're already doing if you're doing good sales, prepping, getting to know finding actual conversation starters not just blasting loads of 
companies and casting the biggest net possible and hoping that one sticks it's about actually getting methodical but what you're yeah. doing different is that user-generated video that one-to-one -one video yeah thinking as we as we approach the end of the show the as we enter the new year that adoption's been there where where do you think people can still use this to their advantage and take advantage of it as a as a as a novelty in people's inbox and still disrupt people's day and use video where do you think people could target that as an as an opportunity yeah so while you're 100% right that video has been adopted more and more right both synchronous and asynchronous video when we say video or user generated video right a, a portion of that is sales video other videos that have been created are social media videos marketing mm -hmm. videos right they're not necessarily or people talking in events right so it's not just sales videos so the reason why i'm saying that is that even though more and more companies especially compared to last year have adopted to use video in sales still if we look at the bell curve of adoption we're in early innovator at the beginning of early innovator Right? This is definitely not early majority. And the reason why we know that is we ask, and we we, we had the, the HubSpot user group, right? The Manchester HubSpot mm -hmm. user group last week. We asked um, where, in this case, I don't think I asked it, but in uh, many other events where we ask, hey, so who has ever received a personal video, right? And there's a ton of people that have, have said, no, we have never mm -hmm. received a personal video. So we still know that it is a standout in many, many industries right? Where it's still something unique that a lot of your competitors are not doing. And we forecast that that's going to continue to be a novelty for at least two to three years, at least. Okay. I think we can get blinded if we work, if you know about Vidyard, if you're somebody listening to this who knows about Vidyard, perhaps uses HubSpot, you're already digital savvy. You're already for sure well into using extensions, trying them out. You're experimenting, using all these new tools. Exactly picture your most old-fashioned customer and then picture other companies like them and how many there are right and that should show you how much of a i guess when you put it that way how much of a opportunity is still there it's a good oh, point 100 percent. and 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 so it is still very much a novelty from a prospecting standpoint now where it also has a lot of impact for those people that are also listening to this that are already have grasp the idea of using video and here and there send them maybe or already receive them because they're in that industry or in that bubble that's 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 already that's an early adopter mm. right those are people that are adopting top technology and software and new methodologies early where we see a huge opportunity for those people to also start using video in 2022 is in the proposal stage of sending videos in when, when you're sending out proposals and it's a game changer okay so and i'll explain also why and i know we're we're uh yeah, yeah, up go on. explain that so a lot of us right when i would ask a lot of people like hey so when you send out a proposal right what what does that look like right now a lot of some organizations will say we always present our proposal other people say oh we just send something out but in the end there's almost always a document that's being sent to the prospect or to the customer to evaluate, right? To make a decision, are we buying yes or no, right? Typically this document, right? Is a text-based document, right? It's a PDF, it's a PowerPoint. And for the more tech savvy companies, it's a DocuSign, a PandaDoc, a Proposify tool, right? And maybe it's even an Uber flip kind of where we actually create 
some more visuals around it from a content perspective, but it's still a text-based document, right? So what then tends to happen for a lot of people is they will send out these text-based proposals to their prospects, right? And then hope that that prospect interprets all that proposal effectively, right? And then that, that person can study that 17-pager proposal or maybe the two-pager, whatever it is, hopefully that they grasp it fully so that they, when they go to the board meeting or the budget approval meeting with the CFO, that they can articulate the value effectively to that CFO or to the board or to whoever to get sign off to actually make that purchase, right? Yeah. But what tends to happen in those situations, obviously, if we're speaking to the whole decision-making group, this conversation is different, but a lot of us in sales typically don't speak to the whole decision-making group. Even if we speak to director level and up, they might still need a CFO to sign off on this. They might still need a legal person to look into this, right? They might still need other, they typically still need other resources to evaluate and give a green check mark before this moves forward. So why, why video is such a game changer there is now instead of sending a, a, a bland text document, right? Where you're hoping your champion can articulate the value to the people in the organization, you regain that control as a salesperson. So you're creating the video right now on that proposal. So instead of text, you're creating a video that walks your prospect through that proposal where you're saying, hey, these were the challenges you told me you had. This is our solution that solves for this challenge. And this is the pricing that justifies that. Right? Why, why I love that is because the decision maker you don't get to meet actually hears it twice because our contact isn't just going to go watch this. They're going to explain it themselves and probably say, well, I'll let you explain it as well because he's done a video and watch this so hey, it's going to wow them because they're like oh cool that's a nice touch but also they've heard it 60 percent right off your contact and then they've heard it 100 percent right off you that's so it's double whammy yeah that's a really good that's a really good way of looking at it as well right you hear it multiple times more retains and and the really powerful thing is that we see sales reps they actually create a video and they actually create playlists right because sometimes they know sign off needs to come commercially legally and financially so they will even create a separate video where they direct the video voice to whoever is going to receive that video mm. where they're saying, hi, Mr. or Mrs. from legal, here's a quick walkthrough of our terms of service for you to be aware of as you make this review, right? So that video again, asynchronously lands at that legal person's desk who now has a human speaking to them and explaining to them really clearly what it is that they're looking at. First of all, almost no one is doing this in the industry. Right. So it's again from a differentiation perspective, a huge mm -hmm. opportunity. But secondly, you're creating efficiencies again. You don't need to have a call with legal. You don't need to go five times up and down to explain a question that that legal person had. No, you preempted by making the video and walking them through it. Right. Yeah. And as a, if you're getting, trying to get buy in from a managing director, for example, right, you, you can actually articulate the value and regain control of a conversation that otherwise would be happening behind closed doors. And the final stat here is um, Proposify, which is a, is a really cool, we also work closely, we have an integration with them, um, uh, like proposal software. They analyzed 2 million proposals, okay? So 2 million proposals they analyzed and they looked at close rates. And they saw that proposals that had a video with them had a 41% higher close rate wow. than proposals without video. That's an insane number. Right. Not saying that proposals are going to this again from a statistical perspective, proposals are not going to close 41 percent higher in that way. Right. Yeah. If your close rate was 10 percent, 
then that close rate is going to go up by 41%. So by 4.1%. So now your close rate will be 14.1%. That's huge for a lot yeah. of organizations. 100%, 100%. And I think the summary there is what you started with as well. It's about the video makes that proposal signing process more human. The legal team mm -hmm. gets to see the real people behind it and there's not email tennis and queries and one-line answers and also you get the efficiencies because you don't go through all that email chain to then go tell you what why don't they just jump in on our next call which legal team aren't available for a week and a half well right. i'm not available then let's do it then two weeks later you get the efficiencies and it's more human so final final point yep if someone someone is into this and gets it and still hasn't taken the plunge they still haven't started what can they do in what's your advice that they can do this week to get started with using sales videos so the real advice is this first of all is ask yourself what's currently the bottleneck in your sales process right where 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 is the team not doing as effectively to hit your revenue targets right it could be in many places is it the close rates aren't high enough is it we're not getting enough in our pipeline right for all of those the video can be an answer but that's the first thing to really articulate right to figure out where where is the bottleneck a lot of organizations that we speak to the bottleneck is we don't have enough meetings right to hit our pipeline goals to hit our revenue goals so if that's for example the case then i would recommend you to have a conversation either with vidyard directly or ideally actually with digital 22 because as as this this is a video first podcast right so digital 22 does everything video first so have a conversation around that with with you guys with with, with digital 22 around how we can help you put in video to solve for various areas in the sales process to help you generate more pipeline close deals faster right and because of that accelerate your revenue objectives right that's the main objective so to have a conversation with people that can actually guide you in it, hold your hand, have a lot of best practices and actually teach you step by step how yeah. and where to put in video effectively in your sales process. And that's what I would recommend if that's something that you, you're you interested in to do. Brilliant, brilliant. And I didn't ask for that plug. So that's very no, no, but, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the thing is, look at your bottleneck, look, find that bottleneck and video will be able to help. So if you're going to you're not going to start doing hundreds of videos right off the bat, you're going to be using them either a small number of you doing a small number of them. If you've never done video before, I think that's a good place to start is keep it small and keep it small and manageable by finding that key bottleneck and then video can help alleviate it. So that's brilliant. Thank you very much, Annie. Been a pleasure as ever. Thanks Likewise. for all the tips. Likewise. So I, I look forward to, to come to come on the show again uh, in yeah. a while. Definitely. I'll speak Thank to you soon, much. mate. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye.